Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. In the valley, on the mountain, I beheld only God. In hardship, I saw Him by my side. In ease and well-being, I beheld only God. Like a candle, I melted in His flame. Amid the sparks of the flames, I beheld only God. Rabia the Mystic. Welcome, our dear friends and listeners, to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. This is Mara, and Brian is on the other line. We are here. Only We are here to represent Him who sent us. We don't have to worry about what to say or what to do because He who sent us will direct us. We are content wherever He wishes. He goes there with us. We will be healed as we let him teach us to heal. Hello and good morning, Mara, and good morning, students. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much. Thank you for being here. So, Brian, tell us about your week. Oh, my week's been uh, actually quite peaceful, really. Very um, inactive, I guess you can say. And one thing I'm realizing in activity that I've done or been doing contains actually more activity than activity and let me explain what I mean by that is I've been spending a lot of time with nature re- recently and I've been out to four falls this week three times I've also been to a botanical garden yesterday with another meetup group and meeting a bunch of new people that I had um, before and I'm, I'm finding out, and when I say finding out, I'm not actually experiencing firsthand yet, but I feel it within me. That it's like I am building up energy right now to forward. And so spending all this time in nature and not worrying about what's to come next, but rather enjoying right where I am in this moment. Actually, the best thing to be doing for myself right now because it's like I am in a place right now where I'm and the moment I sell them out, I'll get a new pair of shoes to go into. And so right now I'm filling out every last little crevice of this that I'm in so that I give it a direction to move where I'll need to expand a little bit more, feel like home. And so it's a, place, it's a time for me to just bask in the glow of the wonderful energy that is around me and I must say I'm taking it inside and enjoying every minute of it oh that sounds so wonderful it really does it uh, I I used to um, first of all before I even tell what I used to do I was going to talk about going to Mount Washington but before I do uh, why don't you tell us again about the meetup groups for those listeners who weren't here when we last talked about that? It's a really great opportunity to make the kind of commitment that will pull you out of your chair and out of the house. Uh, yeah. I know, you know, because so many of us are inclined to, uh, unless we have something, someone's waiting for us or expecting us. We just allow the plans to subside as we stay on the computer or we watch TV or we do both or we read and watch TV and stay on the computer. Who knows what the order is? And so, Brian, please, tell us about your group. Well, there's a website called meetup.com, and it's a wonderful website that I, I believe, I know it's nationwide. Um, I know it's also in Canada, and it might be worldwide, to where you can go on 
and just start looking for groups of interest in anything that you might be interested in. I mean, there's Elvis Presley fan clubs that just meet and probably talk about Elvis Presley, and who knows what they do. There's so many groups of anything you can think of to where you can just, and they're local, and they're just put together by people who are local in your area who decide, you know, I want to meet some new people, and I want to start this group and and get uh, busy and, and get to know people and get out of the house and commiserate and have activities with other people. And so you can find anything and everything on these um, groups. And so just go to meetup.com and start searching around for different uh, interests and get out there and start meeting people. It's simple and it's fun. Yes, and I just actually went in there. Uh, don't go to meetingup.com. That's a bunch of advertisements. <laughs> so you need to go to meetup.com. I'm actually going to save this page as a favorite. Uh, I'll even save it on my toolbar. Um, but it's um, I'm, because look for the right one because, folks, I was looking for it and, until this morning. I was looking for meeting up, and I kept thinking, well, why is do I only get advertisements? And I also had a friend once who did this and uh, in her area, and she also had a very similar experience to what Brian had. It was a real good opportunity to socialize and meet with people with common interests. Uh, I know that I used to. Um, Brian, tell us a little bit about where you went this week. Well, uh, yesterday we went to a botanical gardens in a town that's probably about 20 miles from here. And it was a glorious uh, walk, just walking amongst the trees and the different foliage. It wasn't a flowers, but it was just rather trees and different, um, I guess, weeds and different kind of foliage all, all over the place. And they had, you know, they how they give you the little descriptions of what it is that you're looking at, and you can find out a little bit of history on it. And it was just a glorious time uh, walking amongst the nature. And, you know, one thing that the conversation that I was having with a gentleman who I've actually met in another meetup group before, and I guess you could say we're friends. I mean, so on my point of view, I'm friends with everyone. But um, as far as what I could say is my friend, we were having this conversation and we were talking about how we um, label everything. And when we label it, we then look at what it is we expect that thing to be rather than the essence of what it is. And something popped into my mind as we were walking along, how perfect it was to walk in this botanical gardens, not knowing what any of the trees, the name of the trees. I didn't know the proper name. I didn't even know if I was looking at an oak or whatnot. And it was glorious to have this recognition that we were just walking amongst the essence of what was there because we didn't have a label to throw on it and say, oh, well, that says this and that says that. And it was just a glorious time of connecting with the nature and connecting with the truth of what was right there in front of us in that moment. And I just really enjoyed the profound yet beautiful uh, experience. I th absolutely. You know, it, to me, um, what you are doing is, is so consistent with prayer and meditation and, and God and uniting with God's spirit or with love spirit, whatever word, Yahweh, Allah, you know, the great spirit, the be all and end all, the eternal now, uh, the great I am. Uh, no matter what name or concepts you use to define God, uh, when you're in nature, it is just about impossible to deny that this did not happen by accident. It is so exquisite, and I always find my energy levels pop so much. And our topic uh, today, friends, if you want to call in and talk with us, is six four, our phone number is 646-595-3584, and the topic is, um, if God is all-knowing, why pray? And, um, you know, what, what is the value of prayer? And I think that, uh, Brian, talk to us a little bit about how you felt when you were at the Botanical Gardens yesterday. How were you feeling inside during that time? Fantastic. Yeah. Expansive. Um, connected. Yeah. And actually, yeah. I, would, I would venture to say that what prayer is, this is my definition of what prayer is. Prayer is exactly what I was doing yesterday in just appreciating that which is around me without labeling it or without appreciating it because it was, quote, good or, or beautiful, but rather just 
liking where I'm at without defining why I like it. And to me, that is what prayer is. It's because it's, judgment. it's like, yes. right, it's what, the, it's what the Bible talks about in praying is embodying God because we are all God in formation. God works through us. We are the arms, we are the hands, we are the feet, we are the eyes, we are the mouth of God. And when we talk about, oh, God will take care of us, well, how does God do that? God does that through another, a loved one, maybe a stranger, because that's what God is, is the other person. And so when you're just being with and appreciating God, you're connecting with that essence, and that is what prayer is, because you are knowing deep down that that's what you're doing. It's not just like we're all connected to God. That's a given. But it's when you realize that you're connected with God and you appreciate that fact, that's what I consider prayer to be. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and if you substitute the word God for love, uh, with love, and you say love will take care of us, that kind of encapsulates, that puts the, uh, for one, I'm going to use a legal word or a legal word we use in legal ease. Probably people don't write it down very often like lawyers do. But that puts the onus back where it belongs. It's, gee, when people look around and they see such pain and suffering and they say, why does God let this happen? If you say, why does love let this happen? Suddenly, suddenly you're looking back at yourself and you're, you're asking, ooh, 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 wait a minute. Because our concept of love is a self-emanating concept, my friends. We, we think about others loving us, but we also think about ourselves loving others. And so when you use that expansive, all-inclusive word, to talk about God, suddenly it starts leveling the playing field in your eyes. It starts making the concept more human rather than some sort of abstract being out there who's sitting on a throne with streets of gold waiting for us to come. Uh, God is a being, uh, an entity, an energy around us all of the time all of the time, always providing us an opportunity to reach out to others in love. Love will take care of it. Ooh. Ooh, does that make any of you cringe a little bit? How, how much are you doing to take care of it? I want to share with you something that happened with me yesterday. I'm generally not inclined to talk about things I do for other people uh, because I don't want to say, wow, I'm great. Please don't. That's not what this story is about. I want to talk to you about feelings, how I felt. And, and, and let me give you a comparison. Uh, I used to be a member of a very small church, a Methodist church down in uh, kind of on the cusp of Southern California. And I was very active in the church, and I also had a very successful law practice. And the people in my church wanted one of those screens that go up and down where you could put hymn songs up there, you know, and, and people could sing them without looking at, at the hymnal. And, and you know what, Methodists, I, I will tell you, we're not real rowdy. Uh, we're pretty quiet people. I mean, look at John Wesley. Uh, if any of you don't know why we are called Methodist it, and why we, we become such good Buddhists or why we cannot condemn the Buddhist, for me probably I've become one, but uh, is because John Wesley kept track of what he did every minute of every day. So his focus was in two places. It was on himself and on the now, the minute. And that was so methodical that we became Methodists. And so he was focusing on himself and he was... Um, paying attention just to the minute he was in and trying to keep every minute perfect. He was writing it down for heaven's, for love's sake. He was writing it down. So here we are in this little church, and I, I, I was blessed um, 
with a certain level of uh, accumulation of things that other people didn't necessarily have. But I tried not, I didn't give with an expectation that people would know I would, was giving. So I would buy little, I would buy coats for kids for Christmas, and then I would see the kids go up and thank the family they thought bought them. And I mean, they were just all around them, and it was beautiful, and it made me happy because I could see how happy they were. And uh, one year, uh, I, I got little, these little girls' uh, Easter dresses, and my gosh, they were on top of the world. They oh, and they look so exquisite. And Easter's coming up. Don't you love the season? A friend of mine said, "Well, you don't want to travel on Easter." And I says, "Why not? He lives for me every day. <laughs> you know, I don't need to have. <laughs> Why? Who <laughs> was that? You know? But here we are. So you know, I gave them the dresses, and they went running up to the family to show them their dresses that they thought had gotten the clothing for them. And what a blessing for both people that they got this wonderful sense." of joy and me I got joy too but I didn't want people to know so when my church wanted one of these up and down screens I decided I would pay for it and they're not inexpensive items but they're not the world's it's not like buying a million dollar uh, spaceship or something you know <laughs> so <laughs> you know so we got I gave the check to them and and to the trustee and he he put it I called him dad and dad put it in his pocket and I thought all was well and we were just going to keep it private well Dad tells the minister, and we have a new minister now, not our old minister who was quiet during all of this stuff, but a new minister. And so he stands up at the front of the church and says, I just have this wonderful announcement. Our church is blessed. We're going to have this up and down screen thing. And uh, the the donor wants to remain uh, anonymous, uh, but she's a very successful lawyer. <laughs> Now, how many? And I look at me here, everyone. Yeah, I was embarrassed. I wanted to leave. I was so so embarrassed, and um, so <laughs> I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So yesterday, my mom and I are down at. Uh, uh, one of these restaurants where you sit down to eat. What a rare thing anymore, I think. But we were at an Applebee's. I, you know, they're on the TV, so I'm sure they're part of homogenized America. And we were eating, and my mom started telling me about how she and my dad in the last few months were sitting in their favorite restaurant in Chico, and somebody in the restaurant paid for their meal. They don't know who the person, person was. There was no contact with the person, and it wasn't a friend. It was just somebody who periodically would pay for a meal when they're out to dinner. And my mom is talking. And when she, before we had gotten our food, I had noticed that to the left of us was a family uh, that was there with a, a woman and her two boys alone. And they were scouring that menu to decide what to get. And they had a little boy with them probably about five or six and there's something about little boys at that age that they cannot contain their excitement but they cannot also contain the 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 just the realization this is not something they normally get to do so when they brought the food out to them i was captured by his voice as he says at the top of his lungs as he's drinking his drink oh this is so good. I wish I could have as many as I want for the rest of my life. You know, and his mother gives him the look and he cowers and goes down under the table hiding now in embarrassment because he's disappointed his mom. He isn't engaging in restaurant behavior. And um so as my mom is talking, uh I call to to the person who is our wait server. I know there's not a right word, a PC word. And I said, you know, I want to pay for those people's lunch. Oh, oh, okay. And so they go, and I give them my card, and they put it up, and I give them the tips, so they really do have a, you know, it's, it's done. And then I said, and they said, well, why? Do you know them? No, no. Well, why would you want to do this? Just pass it on. Just what should we say? Pass it on. You know, my friends. If we don't, if we're aghast at what God is allowing to happen, we should rethink and say, what are we allowing to happen as a society, as a person? 
if Darfur is truly hideous, then, then we need to figure out a way to fix it instead of thinking that these people are somehow deserving of not having food because God's not taking care of them. It's not, it's not up to God now. It's up to us. It's up to God moving in each one of us. And it's up to love moving in each one of us. And our realizing, as Brian so aptly describes, each Sunday morning, our connection all together as love, as God. So what's prayer about? Prayer, for me, is about... Um, and the times I can, I'm, I'm just attuned, like Brian described, is when I'm in nature. I used to go to Mount Washington. I encourage any of you who live in Southern California, go to Mount Washington. It's in Los Angeles. Go to Yogananda Self-Realization Fellowship. Walk the gardens. Sit down on the hard cement bricks and feel yourself merge with God. You don't have to use words. You don't have to be in, a, in supplication. It's just that when you feel the immenseness of God around you, you just want to get down and say, thank you for loving me so unconditionally. It's not supplication. It's not shame. It's just you want to lay on your stomach and say, oh, my Lord, thank you. I am enough. And nature is one of the places that is easiest to come to that place, that feeling. And, and the same, you know, you can have a place in your house. But there comes a point in time, my friends, if you practice enough, if you stop worrying about what you are not, for instance, you stop worrying that you have thoughts in your mind, that's okay, just turn them over to God. Just say, okay, God, I'm, I'm giving these thoughts to you. Please handle them while I'm here with you, just basking in the reality that I am loved. Yesterday, my friends, when I said those words, I want to pay for their lunch, I felt something that I don't know I have ever felt before. My heart lit up and this giant burst of love came out of my heart and I could feel it. It was like I was sparkly and alive. It went all the way up and it was like it bombed out of me like like a bomb. My body just lit up. And that was a synchronicity moment for me, a serendipitous moment. It was a moment of remembering that love comes from us. God isn't doing this to us. We are not, we as humans are allowing this to happen. But if we go first to our nature, to our highest thought of ourselves, if we do that, and we reach out in love to others to the extent that we can, then soon not only will we know we are enough, then we will be spreading the idea that we are enough to others and they are enough. What would love do now? Love will take care of you. There's enough to share. Brian, I think we probably will want to talk about this a little bit more later, but would you like to lead us in a... First of all, did you want to say something before I put on the centering exercise? So Yes, there are two things I wanted to say. Please. And one thing when you were talking about your heart bursting open with the joy, immediately the image from A Grinch Who Stole Christmas came into mind to where when that little girl comes in and asks him why he's still in the presence and all of a sudden his heart just bursts open. And if you've seen the, the movie before, I think that was a wonderful image of what it was you were describing. 
and what it was I was feeling as you were describing that. And that yeah. is the that is the movement of love. That's the movement that is contained within within each one of us. And that show or movie is a wonderful depiction of how evil we could be, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. or not kind, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden turn it around and start giving, yeah. and we can simply make that choice. And the other um, thing I wanted to just mention before we go into this meditation is I just wanted to bring to the awareness before we go into this meditation of why nature is so fun to be around, why it's so peaceful. Yes. And next time when you find yourself in nature, and it could be just your local park where you're able to just be around grass and trees, maybe hear some birds chirping. You don't have to go long distances to get with, to be with nature. When you're there, just pay attention. Just quiet the mind, quiet the body, stand amongst the nature, and just observe. And while you're observing, it might come into your awareness that the reason you feel so peaceful and so relaxed and so at home is because nature is effortless. Nature doesn't have to try and strain and struggle to be what it is. It does it effortlessly. It does it because love, because God is flowing through it, taking care of it every step of the way. And it doesn't have to strain to grow. It doesn't have to struggle to to find food. It is given. And this is something we can all connect with and remember within each cell of our body this truth. So next time you're with nature, look for it. Look for the peace and the tranquility of nature. And as you do so, you will connect with the peace and tranquility which is inside of you. And you'll want to be there more and more as you live your daily life. Absolutely. You know, that's beautiful, and you're right. It is effortless. And, and, and you know what? Maybe part of the reason we... Maybe part of the reason is we've, we feel as we feel is because it's effortless for us to connect with God. I mean... There's never been a doubt for either of us, I imagine. Certainly I can't speak for you. I can tell you I have never had a doubt, not even for a midnight minute. And and so as a consequence, I I think I said this before, I've always had some difficulty uh, understanding faith because as a child, um, just as a tree knows that when the water comes and, uh, you know, the wind blows, it will fill with leaves, and those leaves will shake in the wind. Um, for me, I, I've always known that, that God existed. God is not an unseen event for me, ever. And it, it probably helped with my grandfather being a healer and growing up uh, with, even though I recognize I am different, I grew up with being different being okay. So uh, there, there are characteristics, you know, now as a child I wanted to be the same as everybody else. I didn't want to be different. Um, I didn't want to have a guide. Uh, you know, some of the things that other people did, and I kept a lot of secrets because I didn't know how to explain what I felt. But the reality is um, remembering God is really, um, I always consider it as RE hyphen membering. And when you recognize your heightened six senses, my friends, when you accept that aspect of yourself, then doubt goes away. There is no need for faith. There is absolute sure knowledge, just as there is absolute sure knowledge with the uh, with nature. So I think that's a really, really good, good uh, analogy, Brian. I, I truly do. That that is great. And um, wow, 
today's big topic, and before Brian goes into the centering, um, let me explain why it is that we're having this topic. I have a friend, a personal friend, who is having some difficult times right now. And um, he just feels, feels alone. And as we were talking about his difficult times, he said, I just have so many questions. One of them is, if God knows everything, then why do we need to pray? And I thought, whoa. I said, I don't pray to God with the expectation he doesn't know what's in my mind. I um, I spend time with God because it is so good to reunite with God, to be one with God. It's just phenomenal. So with that said, Brian, I'm going to play today's I will get some new meditation music. I say that all the time. Uh, but I'm going to play Daniel Kobiaka's Pathless Journey. It's a lovely piece, and I think it will take us straight to the place uh, where uh, God is waiting. If you don't feel God already this morning, you will. If you don't feel God after the program, go out and buy someone's meal. You will. Do it silently, quietly, without expectation of remembrance. It doesn't matter. It's all about you, my friend, and that's not conceited. That was my friend's other question. But isn't it conceited to make it all about me? No. Look at the stop sign at the end of your street if you have such a thing, or at the next stop sign you see. And then in your mind, will that stop sign to move, to change, to become a caution sign or a curve sign? Better still, make it a a stoplight. Change it. You can't. Because we can't change things except those that are a part of ourselves. And so we can reach out in love and be one with others. And in doing that, oh, I can promise you there's waiting for you a heart explosion like you have never known. Brian, Daniel Kobiaka's Pathless Journeys for you. Thank you for that. That was wonderful. Thank you, Brian, for being here. Thank you, Mara, for being here, and thank all you, you listeners for being here as well. And now we're going to go into a meditation where we're going to reconnect and remember our true selves. Remember the connection that we have with God and with everyone else. Realizing that as we come to this connection, we are connected to everything and everyone because that is what God is. And when you come back to this place, when you come back home to your true essence, It is what can be called prayer in the recognition of the truth of all of life. And in just being there, being with it, merging with it, we pray to God with open arms, saying thank you for this beautiful experience of life. So please get very comfortable in whichever way you find most comfortable. Sitting in a chair, sitting on the floor, or even laying down. Whatever position is most comfortable. Because as we go into this meditation, we can only connect when we are at ease. Anytime we are feeling tense, or restricted in any way, we are blocking the love from coming in. And the idea of going into meditation is to let love in. And to let love in requires no effort whatsoever. It is just like nature. 
it stands there with open arms and receives the gift that life gives it, that love gives it, that God gives it, knowing without a shadow of a doubt that it will receive exactly what it needs, never doubting this fact. And we can find ourselves in this exact place if only we allow it. So let's close our eyes and begin to breathe deeply in whichever breathing pattern is most comfortable for you. And with each inhalation and exhalation, receive love and send love back out. Taking another deep breath and filling your lungs and body with even more love and sending it out. And each time you do this, you feel more relaxed. And you might begin to recognize and remember that you are connected to all things through the breath. And all things are breathing the same air, the same atoms that you are. And as you begin to relax more and more, you might become more comfortable and more at peace. And within this place of peace and comfort, with each breath you might feel radiant love flooding in, filling your heart, and moving out from there to every crevice, every nook and cranny of your body from the inside out. And as you continue to breathe effortlessly, your breath comes and the love comes in. And as you fill up with love and send the remainder out to the world, you might come to realize even more connection with the truth of who you are. And you might begin to thank this sensation. Thank this experience with the wonderment and beauty of the experience moving throughout you. As you connect with this, you could bring into your awareness a friend, a family member, a community, a state, or even a country that could use remembering who and what it truly is. And just by having this in your awareness, having the object of your attention in your awareness, the object of your affection, and sending this love to them with the intention of saying that I want for you what I want for myself. Knowing that we are connected. Knowing that our message will be heard. Knowing that as we give to another, we truly give to ourselves. Nothing in this world is done alone. It takes two to tango, my friends. 
and life indeed is a beautiful dance. And as we share love and joy and affection and care, wanting for another what it is that we wish for ourselves, we begin to connect with the other and with all others without effort. And we can do this whenever we choose. And we can find ourselves in such peace. And every time we find ourselves in this place, giving, caring, and loving without condition, healing is taking place for all those involved. Because love heals all. Because love is all. And love knows all. And we do not need to tell the other what it needs for healing. But rather, just know that healing is possible for the object of our affection. Knowing that love will handle the rest. And our job is easy. Our only requirement, if you will, is to keep our focus of good intentions on the object of our affection. And that, my friends, is truly love, is truly a prayer to God, knowing that all will be taken care of. So with that said, I want you to bring into your witness someone in your life or an area in the world that you feel could use love right now. And as you get this object of your affection into your mind, without effort, I want you to just picture this person, this place, and just feel yourself open up to it. Drop all conditions from your mind. Have no agenda, but just have the desire deep within your heart, deep within your soul, to connect with the person or place, knowing that love will take care of the rest. And your job in this healing, in this connection, is effortless. It does not require your thoughts to make it happen but rather just your intention of love to be radiated out through you to this object of your affection. And as you make this connection, you might start to feel your heart swell and expand exponentially. And what this is, is love coming back to you from the object of your affection, as well as more love entering from the universe. This love that you're feeling is limitless and expansive. And as long as you choose to remain receptive to it and allow it to flow into you and out through you into the world, it will never stop. It is only by our desire to want to control it and tell it where to go and what to do that it stops. Our job is easy, my friends. We just simply need to open ourselves up 
the wonderful sensation, the wonderful recognition, the wonderful experience that the peace and joy of love brings. Now as we sit with this remembrance, as we continue to breathe into the nose and out of the nose, I want you to bring your attention back to your breath, back to your lungs and heart, and send the same intention to your lungs and heart, appreciating it, wanting everything to be healed, but not by your doing, but rather by love's doing. And as you begin to pray for your own heart, knowing that healing will take place. You're not only doing this for yourself, but you're doing this for all others in the world because we are all connected heart to heart, soul to soul. And all we need to do is simply remember this, recognize it, and let it be. As we feel ourselves expand in our hearts, the sensations might be so expansive, so new to you, that they can get overwhelming at times. But remember that this is your nature. This is who you truly are. And it doesn't take any effort to allow it to keep expanding. It takes a lot of effort to shut it down. So as we go throughout our days, let's try to remember to be less, to give less effort. And let things flow naturally through us. And as we do this for ourselves and for others, we begin to see the beauty of nature, the beauty of life, and the beauty of God. And this can truly be considered when we find ourselves in this place to be heaven on earth. That is so true. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much. That was lovely. And yes, heaven on earth. Why would we even want to live again if we could know only the peace of heaven? Because the peace of heaven takes on life when it feels the joy of choices. And each of us get to make choices. We get to make choices about rejoining with God. That's our free will. Do we want to take time and remember? Or would we rather go elsewhere? But let me share with you, my friends, that no matter what choices you make or don't make, you will always, always find love waiting if you call on him so no matter what choice you've made no matter how negative you've been my dear friend I, I say to him that that he is um, he has led probably one of the most exemplary lives I've ever seen but he hasn't been perfect none of us are perfect 
And we need to forgive our imperfections and know we're okay. Being okay is enough. But it wouldn't matter whether we weren't okay. That's a human judgment. Because for God, for love, we're always okay. We're always within a hand stretch away from uniting with God to feeling the power of God around us. And I thought maybe next, for the next 10 minutes, which is about what we have now, we could talk about some of the prayerful things that all of us can do that are acts of love, that help us recognize not only that we are enough, but that we have enough. And having enough to share is huge. So, for instance, if you've got food that you're not eating and it's still good food, then share it with a a food bank. And if you're going to take someone cans that don't pull open, then be sure and take a can opener with you. Can get one at the 99 cent store, my friends. You don't have to go to Macy's or somewhere and go to their houseware section. Just go to the 99 cent store. So, have you looked at your closet lately? Do you have any clothes in there that you haven't worn in the last year? Now, I understand fluctuating body types. I think most adult women have them. Uh, I think even adult men have them on occasion. But are you really going to wear that stuff that you've been hanging on to for five or six years? Can it be still worn? Would somebody perhaps be able to use it? Then share your excess. Instead of having a yard sale where you collect money for your things, how about a yard sale where you set your stuff up your stuff out and you let people take? I can hear people tightening or feel people tightening on that thought, well what well, the people who have the most may already take the most. My friends It's between you and God, what you do with your money and your things. It's between them and God, what they do. But even if someone has everything that you could imagine you would ever want, if you have something that they want now, then you should be honored that you can fill in a void that is in their lives. Don't worry about how others treat the things that you no longer want or need. Love. Sharing love. My mom, when she goes into the 99 cent store, which is often, she will see kids there. And and she always carries a pocket of dollar bills and change. And she'll say, uh, as they're asking their moms and dads for things, and and the parents are saying, no, 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 we're not going to buy that. My mom will say, do you mind if I give them a dollar to buy that? And then she dutifully counts out the dollar and then the, I think it's eight cents change that's necessary. Here, now you have enough to buy that. So sharing what we have does not have mean that you have to have such abundance that you won't miss it. It means just acting in love to try to enhance the moment for someone else now and recognizing, as you do, that you're connected to that person, that you're part of the whole, and that we're all okay and there is enough. And God will fill your needs more than you can imagine. If you just open your mind and believe. 
there are a few other ways of sharing that are coming to mind. Perfect. Very, very simple. We could simply, of course, just share a smile as we pass by every person we see. And we can also share with the world by picking up trash when we see it on the ground as we're walking along on the street. Absolutely. Much like what I was experiencing when walking up to Forest Falls, is that there was just trash all over the place. And then as I was walking back when I was leaving, I noticed somebody coming in, and he was had a little trash bag tied to his waist, picking up trash as he was walking along. And I just thought to myself, yeah. wow, what a great way to contribute to the world. Yeah. And we had a conversation, and he told me about how the local ranger station now free trash bags. They're always looking for people willing to pick up trash. And I just thought to myself, wow, what a wonderful way to contribute. And then, yeah. of course, we could contribute time at the local um, shelter. Yes. There are so many ways that we contribute that aren't even costly. All do the same thing. You can be a docent at a museum. Love. Exactly. Go to a museum you love and be a docent and tell people about the, uh, if it's an art museum, about the art, if, if it's a history museum, about the pieces, uh, anything uh, along that, that nature. You can share your time with your church, lead a choir, sing in a choir. Just share yourself, your spirit. Those are beautiful suggestions, Brian. And every so time true. we every time we share with another, every time we make this connection, seeing that we're all from the same family, the human family, which can also be called the family of love, we realize that that's what prayer is, is in making a connection with another. And so that's the best way we can go pray with God. Knowing that God knows all. And God has our best in, in interest, our best interest always in mind. And all He wants from us is a little bit of action. Not much. And, made, and very effortless. It doesn't have to be strenuous. Just simple things that brings peace to the world. That's all he asks. And the rest he will take. It is like the Bible told us long ago, and I'm sure it's in other whole scripture. Seek ye from the kingdom of God, and all else shall be added unto you. Without effort, I added that last part in, of course. But that's what it's saying. It will be added unto you. You don't have to worry about all that. Just share love. Connect back with the, your home, with heaven. And all your needs will be taken care of. Of their home. Absolutely. Absolutely. We don't need to compare what we have to others. We just need to recognize that what we have is enough. And that every second when we wake up breathing, we wake up breathing with an opportunity to share with others, ourselves, our beliefs, and to be revolutionaries of love. To show that love can make a difference. One person at a time, what you do matters. We are down now to our program ending and uh, Brian I'm going to let you lead out and then I'll close up I think this show has been a fantastic show of remembrance of who we are and we've already made such wonderful connections this morning with each other and realizing that and knowing that we have a little familiarity in this subject and now we can expand on it and expand out in our community and in our families to start giving this attention and sharing this love 
everyone and everything we come across. And as the saying goes, to appreciate, appreciate. And what that means is whatever your attention is on, will be more in your life. So why not give your attention to love? Thank you, my dear friend. Thank you so much for the wonderful show. Thank you for your comments. May love enfold each of you as you go about your day, as you go about your week. Until next, we are with you. Peace be with you now and always. Namaste. Share love always. Namaste. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.